Because we were talking about people being promiscuous and what happens to them in the afterlife. <laughs> exactly. How did you pose that question, Brent? By the way, these two need no introduction. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I have Melissa and I have Brent from Sack Spirit at uh, SackSpirit.com, Paranormal Investigators, Scooby and Shaggy, many, Yay. many aliases on the Rad Show. Hello. Thank, thank you for being here. You're I believe welcome. I'm Shaggy and you're, you're not. Yeah, you I'm know, Shaggy and I'm, you're I'm Scooby. Scooby. We finally I'm figured out. <laughs> I'm still confused. Did you say I'm Scooby because I'm the cute one? Yeah. That's accurate. <laughs> thank you. Wow. Thanks a lot. I'll, I'll just go home. Oh, Jeez. You're just, you're just sexy, Brent. You're, you're Ooh, a different kind of. You, you, you pulled cute. it out of the nosedive. <laughs> He is. So how did we how did we get into that conversation? Uh, I don't even know. Because Brent's a weirdo. No, I think it's because so we're in the we're in the main studio here, and uh, Don sits on a, a ball chair. That's right. Yeah. And we were we were talking. Why would somebody want to sit on a ball? And I said, Well, some people sit on balls for, for a living. They do. And uh, Brent proceeded to, to to say, Well, if you treat your body like Grand Central Station, what do you expect to happen to you in the afterlife? Right? What? No, I, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> quite. It wasn't quite like that. I I posed it as more of a no, question. You pedal, but, backpedal, 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 backpedal. <laughs> uh, no, no. I think what I did say. I, I said if uh, you know if you if you treat your if you treat your body like Grand Central Station, I wonder if there are any repercussions for that in the afterlife. And it was, I was I was just wondering out loud. I didn't sure. say I didn't say there were. I just wonder if they, if that happens to be your profession, does that figure into your school afterwards? I, so you know, and I honestly I don't think so. Well, but but you one wonders. Certainly, the, certainly the more puritanical religions on uh, on the planet would probably say so. But right. I don't happen to agree with them. Anyways, it's an odd question. But it's a, <laughs> but it's a it's a great question to pose to our resident medium. And sure. also, are you are you are you Catholic? Is that no, your religion? I I am. Um... So the denomination I belong to um, is a, it's a Christian denomination, mm-hmm. uh, Disciples of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's actually the. Um, if when I when I can actually make it to church, <laughs> uh, which obviously you know I'm I'm more out there now helping the community, and so I'm bringing the light to the community. Um, but a lot of what I do with the blessings, there is um, there are some Christian, there are some Catholic um, aspects to my blessings, but I also have Native American and and Voodoo and Creole and East Indian, and I mean there's a lot of stuff that I. I kind of bring bring into it, but you kind uh, of embody the whole coexist type of yes message, right? That that is where I I come from. Yes, I was baptized as a Christian, and to me that resonates very deeply. Mm-hmm. But I also know that the path to the light for a lot of people has a different name, has a different face, has a different you know sort of body of energy, and that I accept and believe and embrace as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're we're kind of all different spokes going towards hopefully a, a place of 
peace and light and, and harmony when our meat suits are gone. So, <laughs> so, so different so, spokes for different folks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> so what happens to those that are promiscuous in the afterlife? Do you have any experience with well, encountering? There's, and there's two different yeah. things. There's, promis- there's promiscuity, and then there's the, there are those that do it professionally, and that's right. what that's what we were talking about. Uh, yeah. Those that okay. do it professionally. Honestly, gotcha. So how do you justify that to God, basically? Yeah, you know, if that's what... for a paycheck. Yeah, it, yeah, you use your body for a paycheck. I'm not 100% sure there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. No. I, I, I don't... I mean, if you want the religious answer, of course there's going to be certain belief systems that completely frown on it um and then there's other um spiritual and religious belief systems that are very open and embracing of you know um sexuality as part of it and um i I just think that some some belief systems have outdated um concepts Mm. and with within them perhaps absolutely i don't know Nobody knows anything for sure of what happens to people, you know, but I I would say that if you have love within you and you're able to forgive anything you do in, in the corporeal life, no matter what it is, whether it's, you know, banging a thousand people or, or you know, what it, it doesn't matter if you're able to heal and forgive in the afterlife that's really all that matters. Right. You know, it's, it's what you are able to reconcile once you are in that spiritual plane and that spiritual vibration. If you're doing something in this physical life that you are not in harmony with, you may spend a little more time thinking about it as you heal your soul and you progress to the higher vibration. If you're spending your time doing things that bring you peace and joy, whatever that is, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that the the work is less. Well, I'm kind of interested in the answer to this question because it's it's going to determine where I want to go, man. Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. Your, your career's just getting started. <laughs> Jesus I kid, Christ. I kid, I kid. Hey, there's, there's an OnlyFans for everything. <laughs> I bet there is. So I'm glad that we have Melissa here to uh, give the religious perspective um, because on the last uh, last time Brent was on the Rad broadcast, uh, we talked a lot about UFOs sure. and the science and, and the... Um, <clears throat> The borderline uh, of of belief versus uh, what's out there and how it relates to religion came up in uh, since then. Yeah. And so I wanted to first of all, have you seen the report, the initial report that there's been a leak or not a leak, but they've seen the report and it they're basically going to say um, that they exist, but we don't know what they are. And, yeah. And the, so the survey is still out, basically. Um, but the official announcement hasn't been made yet. Yeah, right? yeah, and this is more than more than I expected them to say. I really, I, I really thought they were just going to say, "Well, uh, there's, we don't have enough information. We didn't have enough time. Can't make a determination." That's really what I thought they were going to say. So, if, even for them to say, "Yeah, this is real, but we don't know what it is," that's that's still a step forward. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, for sure. So, Melissa, since you are marrying a UFO uh, <laughs> enthusiast, obviously, yes, you, I am. You've 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 delved into that a little bit. Um, how much? How much interest did you have in this before you even met Brent anyway? Um, you know, honestly, I, I was so captivated by the spiritual realm that I experience on a daily basis um, that, honestly, UFOs and aliens, I, I wouldn't say that it was a huge thing for me. It wasn't totally my my lane, I guess. But I have um, had at least one experience that I couldn't explain where I saw a very strange light moving in extremely weird ways in the sky. So I've had my own 
like, oh, I wonder what that was type mm-hmm. of experience. I guess I've always been of the mindset that they just, they simply exist. Right. Um, it's not a question to me, mm-hmm. really. It just, it would be highly egotistical to think that we are literally the only things like, the, you know, something that resembles whatever a, a, a two-legged form, like it, it, it's just, it's very egotistical thing that we're the only thing out there. So with somebody who has perspective in many different layers of the, the, the physical and the spiritual, mm-hmm. when you saw those lights, how how much, how are you able to identify between the two? Because you see orbs and you see mm-hmm. auras. Yeah, what, I see how a do, lot of weird stuff. <laughs> so how do you, how did you delineate that from what you saw in the sky? Well, it was just, I mean, it was it was pretty obvious. I was staring at this bright light, and I was like, oh, maybe that's a plane. But when it started moving in really weird kind of geometrical patterns and, and in, in directions that I just know planes and even helicopters, like, they can't go that direction. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's probably a UFO. That's interesting. But it's not very – it wasn't close enough. I didn't get a really good look. So I'm like, eh, well, you know. I guess I wasn't interesting sure. enough, so they <laughs> flew off somewhere else, and and that's and that's fine, you know. Um, but it's yeah, it just it doesn't really like obvi- it was obvious that it wasn't something like a ghost or a orb or a spirit or you know it's sure. it was some beacon of light way out in the distance, way up in the sky. So mm-hmm. it, it for me it was pretty quick to say yeah, well it's a, well, of course it's a UFO, it's an unidentified flying object. <laughs> It, you know, it. I don't know what the hell it is, and it's flying in the sky. So, yeah. So, do you feel any imminent threat from anything that that's going on? At least more more recently, based on how how I mean, it, it seems like the pot is being a little stirred up. Yeah. And I think that uh, those that would believe that God has only created humans to walk the earth. Some organized religions might believe that there's nothing else out there because why, why, why would he create anything else? Yeah. And it seems very limiting to God. Right. How, how dare they limit their creator? I agree. I, but so it, I, it, 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 that always bothers me when they, when they try to limit God, when right. they try to say that, because that again comes from a place of ego, which is a place of man, you know, not mm. just man, man, you know, but like, you know, hu- human Humans, beings. Yeah. And so that's very ego based, which is complete contradiction to the love and light of God mm-hmm. um, to say that, oh, well, he can't do this or the creator can't do this or great spirit can't do this. You know, to say that that's not possible, that this, you know, being for me, God, you know, put all this energy out there and these other solar systems and other universe or you know uh kind of galaxies and all these mm-hmm. things out there our bible and to me it's important it's important literature for me but for for me to look at it and yeah it says he created the heavens and the earth and you know yada 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 so well what is in those heavens and Pretty broad you know so it was and, and that's only man's interpretation of the divine inspired words from God. And at the time when those words were written, we only had a certain perception mm-hmm. of what the heavens really entailed. We had no yeah. idea what was beyond what the human eye could see at the time. Correct. So I I honestly think that it's just our limited ability and capacity to interpret what we see, what we know, what we can understand as a species. It doesn't mean that God has not sent energy and beautiful creations 
throughout the entire universe on this vibrational plane and multiple vibrational planes Mm -hmm. to limit him to say that, oh, he only sprinkled beautiful energy of how many, I don't know, how many billion people are on the planet. That's all he did. Right. That's pretty limiting. I, for me, I see God as so much more vast and so much more universal. You know, God is is a a male and a female and a Holy Spirit and an other and all of these things. That's how I see God. So I feel that his energy could go everywhere and anywhere and create beautiful beings and worlds all over the place. And those life forms on those other planets, they're going to look different because of different materials and chemicals and properties and the makeup of their area wherever they're you know they're what stars they're around Mm -hmm. so i i just think you know god god is great to me and therefore why can he not create tons and tons of beautiful planets and beings and i think that so brent there's really no debate there right you guys don't ever really get into the arguments over this kind of stuff do you we don't have a lot of existential arguments especially when it, when it comes to aliens it's, a, it's something that we don't doesn't come up a lot I, mm-hmm. I think that we probably have somewhat differing ideas of religion and god but you know it's it's uh it just sort of merges beautifully into mm-hmm. into just, just one thing um you know as far as as, as far as the uh, aliens go you know i don't know i would go back to what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago where if and it's a giant it's a big if but if they are coming into people's homes uh, uh you know and they are uh, taking people out of their beds and taking them onto their spaceships and doing these medical procedures on them mm-hmm. and that's what people claim you know maybe that's just a bunch of bunk and maybe it doesn't happen but there's some pretty good evidence to show that it has happened before like we were uh talking about a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. some of the, and some of the other cases as well so if that is the case then it means one of two things doesn't it 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 either means that at least some of these species aren't quite as beautiful (laughs) you know it means well yeah some of of them might be a little gnarlier some of these species like all on this planet yeah Yeah. might be a you know a little aggressive or a little bit violent you know or uh you know or they or they take a particular and this is what i wonder if it is um probably more the case that they're so advanced that they don't pay any particular uh notice to what and you know for for lack of a better term an alienable rights we may or may not have mm-hmm. uh, um you know meaning that if, if you've ever read the book contact uh, by carl sagan saw or, the movie or saw the movie movie yeah. and the movie was particularly well done mm-hmm. it was very close to the book as a matter of fact and um yeah and, and they they say in there you know it's like well you know it's an interesting analogy that what if they see us like what if they see, you know, like they're not going to go out of their way to harm us because we're like ants on an anthill, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you know, to them. And it's like, well, if that's the case, how how bad would you feel? One of the guys says in the movie, how bad would you feel if you stepped on that anthill? And is that where they're coming from, where they, they don't really regard us any more than the way that we would regard a lizard on the side of the road and they can do anything they want to us and they can experiment on us all they want just like we experiment on animals maybe that's the way they see it yeah. Yeah. Do- doesn't make it okay with me or anybody else no, but... that, that's kind of what i was thinking <laughs> yeah. too is that you know we we may be so far behind you know we talk about them as aliens what are we to them right bugs yeah and, and, right. we're, and, and we're and we're alien too we're different too sure and so as we advance of course they are coming to see what are they doing right. what trouble are they getting into let me take a look at this oh you know that there is some interest but i feel that there are multiple multiple different 
you know, sort of species and planetary beings. So some of them clearly are going to be aggressive. I mean, you just, you go into different continents, go to the continent of Africa and look at all the different, you know, tribes. And some of them are, you know, very musical and they're fun and, and they have, you know, their culture is very rich. And some tribes are very much, you know, more aggressive or warring. Mm-hmm. And, and that, and, and Aborigines, you know, go to Australia, go to all these different places. You're going to find people that have an approach that is completely opposite of the way we would conduct our daily lives and how we would treat one another. Um, so let alone you, you start bringing people from other, you know, galaxies. Some of them are going to be not so gentle and not so polite. And there's probably other ones that are just like, oh, look at those cute little humans over That's there. So cute. Oh, like they're, like they're passing by a petting zoo type, like a drive-by petting zoo. And they're just like, oh, this is nice. Okay, next stop. Yeah, yeah. so it's... it's but how do you know who is who and what's what? I mean, that that's... Same thing with us. They should yep. have to put bumper stickers on, the, on, their, <laughs> on their UFOs that say, dude, does not play well with others. <laughs> you know, that, so I think like, like a canine cop car, you know, <laughs> to bite wrist. So stay, stay away. <laughs> Mean aliens on board. This, yeah. this is a concept that I think gets, gets overlooked because we are so... Uh, trained by movies in Hollywood that there's a hive mind and there's a mothership and they all have one goal in mind and it's to invade and take over. And... Will be assimilated. Right. Resistance is futile. Right. <laughs> it's so it, it's interesting to, to put that into perspective that what we're seeing is probably literally just passersby, explorers, people, you know, aliens who just want to see what's going on. And then there are the bad apples that mm-hmm. want to poke and prod just like we would do, like the bodies that were uh, that were recovered in Roswell. Of course, those things got dissected for yeah. for years, you know, for however long the material hold up. But anyway, I think that the, the point being is yeah. there's always going to be the, the, the positive and the negative. And I and I and I wonder how. How you guys would react if we ever did in- encounter first contact? Would you? How how do you feel you would react, Melissa? Hmm. Um. Like, oh, okay. Now they're finally talking to us. <laughs> like, took you long enough. Um. I would be fearful for the human reactions. Mm-hmm. Um. Depending on, I mean, I say they were just say if they they came for first contact and they were the nice kind. Let let's put that as part of the argument that they're going to be the the kind nice the petting zoo type we come in peace you know those type mm. um i would be more worried about you know us as as a as a people um how we would freak out and panic in the streets and you know lose lose our minds and mm-hmm. and hoard toilet paper and you know <laughs> and whatever else I, i'd be concerned about that now if, obviously if they were a more aggressive um species then I don't. What, what do you do? Bunker I mean, up, bunker down. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of try to survive or try to figure it out. I mean, yeah. you just you go into survival mode. I mean, that's all I could really uh, imagine. I, I guess you know, we were, before we started recording this, we were talking about Star Wars and Star Trek, and how much I'm I'm a Trekkie. Mm-hmm. And I think about that, and I Next Generation was my thing. You know, that was my age range, and so I was really into that. And I think about it, and all the different people that they encounter and all the different species, you know, all the different alien planets and worlds that they encounter. And it's the same thing. Some of them are nice. Some of them aren't nice. You know, sure. you piss off a Romulan. It's a bad day. You know, you know, but then you go, you go to, you know, 
to you find a betazoid person and, and they're getting married naked and everyone's happy you know it's <laughs> so eh, i i don't know like i want to have hope that there are um there are a lot more of the nice ones than there are some you know cardassians that want to you know nail you down and, and whip you like they did poor picard mm-hmm. you know. I, I don't think i'd give him a free pass i'd have some questions for him i'd say why why all the sneaking around for the past 40 years and why didn't you why didn't, yeah. you why didn't you just land like this in the first place you weren't ready <laughs> yeah, sure. well you know how apparently, would, apparently you the react, government was, uh, <laughs> I, the, seriously i would have some questions for yeah. them but like you know, your behavior is is not it has thus far not been of that uh, that of a species which comes in peace. Mm-hmm. So convince me that you come in peace because right now your behavior doesn't suggest that you do. Got some questions for yeah. you, Mister. Yeah, and I think that would be very fair. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, cause have it, a little summit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the blank are you doing? Like, yeah. this, this, this doesn't make any sense. And what now? Like, what? How do we? How do we handle this knowledge? And I, I, I naively kind of said that the mothership arrived, and everybody looked up to the sky. That everybody would join arm in arm and go. You know what? We're not all. We're not alone. We should. We should throw all of our arms down and and set all of our differences aside and and let's let's all live in harmony because you know what? We're just infantile little mm-hmm. little blips on the radar on the grand scheme. And we could all sing. We are the world. Wait, that's probably a bad choice. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a, we'll get canceled. Then. It, it's it's possible that that could be the initial reaction would be pandemonium. Absolutely, but but then perhaps there would be that collective. Well, we better hunger down together and mm-hmm. you know and figure this out together. So, so let's pause. Let's pause there then, because that's a, that's a good place to pause. So what well, you just said something very important that that if essentially if I understood you correctly if they land on the white house lawn and says no you know it's time for us to find time for us to meet the people of the world and you know we're from zeta reticuli or wherever you know if they did that you said that there would be pandemonium that is the exact point that is the exact point behind the the brookings institute report that the government has purportedly been following since uh, since the uh, since before the Apollo program, the 1968 Brookings Institution report that we talked about in, in uh, Podcast 91. That very point, the pandemonium, is the exact defense that the that the U.S. government and other governments of the world are using as an excuse to keep this from the the people of the world because they don't want that pandemonium. They're afraid of it. And uh, apparently they don't give too much of a crap anymore because now they're leaking it all out. Well, well no, but Colonel Corso, you know, he was very poignant in the in the end of his uh, interview um, uh, in the episode that we did a couple weeks ago. And the, Brookings, he was talking about Brookings when he said, I don't think it's going to be a big explosion. I think that people want to know this. I think they can handle it. People have come up to me and asked me about it. You know, so. So I think that I think that that's a very a very important point that we shouldn't just gloss over when we say is it going to be pandemonium? Well, if that's what we believe, then then you know that is that's the government's defense for not telling us this. I wonder. I guess I'm saying you know not to disagree with you, Mel, but I guess I'm saying you know I wonder if it would would it really be pandemonium or or you know are we selling the human race short here a little bit? You know maybe people do have the not everybody to be sure but you know i'm I'm sure that there are some more of the uh who started talking about the more puritanical religions are going to be like no 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 no, we can't have this (laughs) therefore they're of the devil you know and there would be that you're uh, uh, but you know but humankind as a whole 
don't we have the don't we have the capability of going? Okay, we can handle this. I think that a lot of what we've experienced over the last fifteen months is has been the little tinfoil hat time. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's just say that, that the pandemic is actually a test run to see how we would react to the government saying, you know what? Nope, stop, stop everything. We need to do this. Everybody get inside, shelter up. This is the way it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And how quickly do we acclimate? How quickly do we adapt? And what happens? What's what's the windfall of all of that? We didn't and, do and so, well. And, and, and you know, the, all these ransomware uh, attacks that are happening, there's there's rumblings that these are test runs for the mm-hmm. big fire sale type of, type of reaction or type of a uh, situation that could happen in the United States. So it's just a test run. So how could it be, I mean, could it be that the powers that be are doing this in order to prepare us for the inevitable? There's just too many people. There's too many people on the planet. There's too many eyes on the sky. The technology is getting too great. So there's no way we can ignore this anymore because we can't shroud the people's eyes with it anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how are they going to react? And I wonder if that plays into it um, from a, you know, obviously from a very deep conspiracy theorist type yeah. of point of view. But I, I mean, we are like if if that does happen and if the human race does, you know what, go fi- looks up at the sky and believes, OK, there's way more than we had been led on to believe that th- in our existence as a whole, how how could we follow our leaders now? How mm-hmm. could we trust them? And they would lose control. They would lose power. Yeah. And what, what do the people in power want the most? They want, they want the control. They want to well, keep yeah. power, yeah. I, yes. I mean, I, really, point. it's... And, and, I, and I have this, you know, kind of back and forth thing. Like, yeah, I, I, I worry about the pandemonium. I worry about the human reaction. But I do have faith in some of humanity. I think that there are people who are just smart. They want to know. They want to learn. They want to say what's going on. And I think that... The slow leak of this stuff, part of the leak of the UFO stuff is more of a, like, well, let's just give them that to chew on for a while because there's other problems going on. Yeah. So it could be something like, fine, just give them the UFOs. We've sat on it long enough. <laughs> People are finally ready. I, 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 that's my tinfoil hat, you know? Yeah, yeah maybe. And, and so I always worry about that kind of thing. But, you know, the it's always that men in black quote that comes to my mind of, you know, that a, a person is smart. People are stupid yes yeah and and that's what gets me like you know the collective when you get a mob of people that are freaked out what choices will they make and what domino effect will happen will they go and try to fill up their plastic bags full of gas because (laughs) because they freak out you know about something that's not even happening you know but then you get a lot of wonderful people that come together it you know it's the same we're all the same species but you get some people that are you know doing the crazy got their laundry basket full of gas and then you got the other people <laughs> who, who are just trying to you know get by and they're helping their neighbor and they're saying hey you know what can i do for you and they're, yeah. and there's so there's people that can manage with times of of um strife or or something weird being thrown at them and, and they're ready and they can you know, I think Brent could handle it. He'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, well, this is this is fine. Well, let's be responsible, and it'd be great, mm-hmm. you know. But, you see, put a UFO over my my, my mom's house, and she's going to dig a hole to China or something. She's like, no, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she would tolerate it in the same way as somebody else. Oh, you know, man. it's it's kind of who who you are. I think you have to seriously consider the other option as well. And, you know, would, this would explain a few things anyways. You know, what if, and I'm, this is not to be a Debbie Downer or anything, you know, because I think that I think that there was, there was 
would be positivity to come out of this as well for us as as the human race. What if you know? And what if the government knows? This? What if they just simply don't come in peace? What mm -hmm. if what if they are a hostile invasion force? Mm -hmm. What then, folks? I mean, do what we do best and yeah. fight, fight back, right? Fight and hopefully we have weapons that are. It, so if they can create ships that can make it here where they don't turn to goo, right? And they can get here quickly. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder whose weapons are and what's better. The, what's the only weapon that they're seriously can seriously seem to be concerned about? Nuclear weapons. Yeah, yeah. they so take, that, that could be a yeah, weakness. The, that's the one thing that they that's the one thing that they watch. And uh, huh. when did um when did all of this? Uh, and, and I think about this a lot. When did all of this UFO start? There was there was a uh, there was stuff and there's evidence to there's evidence to show that they they have been here for a long long time, hundreds possibly even thousands of years. But when did it? suddenly thrust into the popular vernacular where the term flying saucer was invented and and it really people started seeing these things all over the place all the time and ufos became a thing when did that happen that happened two years after the first time we used a nuclear weapon against human beings wow. mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy i totally i but you know that you know, would forget did, about it that. got somebody's attention yeah, yeah, yeah like, like, like look they used it on each other yeah you know what that's when it all started that's why the Abyss director's cut is yeah. one of the best movies of all time because it gives you that oh yeah that deep look. Anyway, I, can, I love <laughs> that movie so much. I love that movie. Well, I'm glad. See, I see. This is exactly why I wanted to have you guys on because I, I wanted to have a more glass half full type of Absolutely. discussion. Absolutely. But I do understand that the threat is there, and and I and I feel like there's a yin and yang to almost every sure. perspective yeah. uh, that you can go through in any scenario when it comes to just our day to day lives, but also to even a UFO invasion. Mm -hmm. that, like, yeah. there, there could there could very well be a very positive response from that. But sure, nothing we also would have to be realistic and be prepared. Nothing would unify the human race more right. than a common enemy. And, and I think, I'm not hoping for that. I, it might sound like I am. I'm not. I sure. just, I'm saying, I'm saying, I think you have to consider it. Yeah. And if it does, yeah. it, it's like very likely that it will happen because mm -hmm. we had pandemonium at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. It, it, yeah. True. And it, it, throughout the pandemic, there were riots. There were sure. mm -hmm. so sure. many deaths and the, you know, the, the homicide rate went up. Everybody's killing killing each other yeah. and and unfortunately the mental state status of mental health status of a lot of the people in this country or the world are suffering and i and it's it's leading more and more to that dark place if yeah. anything were to happen or just just push push the push the envelope just a little bit more then it'll just break the, the majority of people so and you know with <laughs> with that very dark cloud over us now <laughs> How do you, Melissa, mm -hmm. how have you managed to maintain a positive outlook throughout what we've gone through on a, on a much smaller level throughout mm. this? Very, yeah. I don't mean to say small because the pandemic has been a uh, devastating yeah. blow to, to us all. Sure. But, you know, when we're talking about grand scheme of things, mm -hmm. absolutely. How, how have you managed to keep a positive outlook throughout everything? Um, I would, <laughs> well, um, it's and I, I was trying to look for this quote earlier and I don't I think it's a Wayne Dyer quote, but I'm not 100 percent positive on it. But it's basically the essence of it is you can choose peace. I think it's out of a longer, much longer speech that he had. And so and it kind of boils down to that. Um, I spent like an hour in the Google cave and I couldn't find the exact quote. But mm. um, but essentially it's you can choose peace. You can choose when you're in the midst of chaos, when you are 
in the midst of a storm, in the middle of, of a tornado, you can choose to be swept up in it and knocked around and, and you know, and go flying with the cows in the tornado or, you know, and, and get and get thrown into, you know, a tree somewhere. Or you can choose to ground, to center, to, to find the bright side of it, the positive side of it. Is it always rainbows and unicorns and kittens and everything? Well, well, no. I mean, there are some days when, you know, I have the sort of uh, morose nature of, you know, Dr. Gregory House, one of my favorite fictional characters. You know, I, I'm just a little bit cynical and, and you know, and I don't like humanity for a minute, you know. And I'm like, uh, just, you know, you people are you know, or maybe a little Sheldon Cooper-esque, you know, yeah. from the Big Bang Theory. I, it's a healthy and, dose to, dose of it, right? Yeah, I get, yeah. I have to have some reality in there. I'm not, you know, it, it's not all like, oh, everything's perfect and great. I... I am acutely aware that things are stressful for a lot of folks and there's a lot going on and there's a lot to, you know, really be serious about. And, you know, the United States is less than you as united than it used to be that all of that is real. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not downplaying the reality of this, the severity of what's going on and the, the way people are displaying themselves but I also want to choose peace. Mm -hmm. I want to choose to see the positivity and also add to the positivity right. because people are suffering and they need some light. They need some hope. They need some love. And if I can give just a little ounce of compassion and a little ounce of that positivity, wherever it is I am, then why, why not? Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt me. And it also lifts and raises, raises my vibration. I mean, it depends where you want to vibrate and if you want to continually focus on a heavier energy and you're just like okay well everything's you know kind of falling apart and doom and gloom that's that is all you will see right you'll start to miss the rainbows you know you'll see the the big giant you know tornado lightning hailstorm out there mm -hmm. but you won't look over to the right or the left and see oh look at that rainbow that's shining over there you know you Sometimes you have to just take a moment and breathe and be like focused in on some of the things that are a little bit better. And and that's what I've been trying to do over this whole time. I mean, yeah, you know, there's plenty to be grumpy about and there's definitely people who have made me grumpy over the last 15 months about mm -hmm. the way they talk, the way they act, the things I've seen, you know, I I barely ever watch the news cuz I can't stomach it. Right. But, you know, I've seen a lot of horrible treatment of of humanity to each other. But then we go out on, on these cases, we see these wonderful clients of ours, we we have our friends, we, we have our wedding we're planning, we have all this positive good juju as well. Mm. So I I would rather marinate in that energy as much as possible. Much more tasty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just marinade. Yeah, <laughs> it's, instead of you know, instead of dunking myself in in, you know, raw sewage, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather, you know, spend most of my time in, in the positive vibe while still being s smart and aware. And, yeah, I, I'm not naive. Right. I, I am very well aware that um, the way we have handled things, the way people talk to each other, the unnecessary divisiveness of, you know, and the politicizing of this pandemic has been an abomination. Mm -hmm. It's been an absolute travesty the way people treat one another, how they have handled things, how, how they have, you know, separated each other. Like, 
the mask and the not mask and then this and then that and da, 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 da. it's just one more layer of dividing that is completely unnecessary i agree you know so i'm just going to keep putting that love that positivity and that healing out there and help as many humans as i can and if enough of us do that mm-hmm. if enough of us you know, out there that can and have the capacity to just shine some of that light out of our ass and, you know, <laughs> and, and just put a little bit of it out there, you know, maybe it'll tip the scales back into the right direction. Right. I, I completely agree. And I think that you said something important in the beginning there. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. We all have a choice in order in what type of mindset we want to be in. Yeah. If you swim in the toxic sludge, you're going to be you're going to absorb the toxic toxic sludge. For sure. And I think there's a great balance of being aware of what we have going on in our surroundings, but I find the same thing that you do when you go to clients' homes and you just mm-hmm. you 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 witness peace and love more than you do the the tumultuous um, experiences that people are, are being displayed on the news. Yeah. Uh, that's why I don't watch the news anymore because I just can't stand seeing the people bickering over mm-hmm. these these uh, some very important issues. But, Absolutely. Uh, but but if what what good does it do me to watch people fighting over it instead yeah. of trying to come to source some sort of peaceful resolution? Yeah, having a calm, adult-like, positive conversation right. about these very serious topics and maybe coming to at least a middle ground where there's some concessions and some agreements and, you know. Ooh, popcorn? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hot tamales. Um, you know, so, something something in, in that sort of, in that vein. But no, you, you don't. You've got, you've got, people are taking so strong of stances on each side. Yeah. Okay, we're all humans. We all have 206 bones. You know, we've all got... You know, skin and hearts and lungs and all that malarkey going on. So, yeah, why, why, why does it have to be this way? Uh, I think there's a short supply of adults. I think that's the problem. Well, okay. So all these, you know, fifty and sixty year old toddlers on the on the television, it's really it's impossible for me to handle. Yeah watching the news Uh, one i could tell they're all full of shit so that's just first and foremost being an empath you can't i cannot watch political debates because that's just a shit show and a half for me that's a pointless exercise and futility and so i just i choose i opt out of a lot of that Mm -hmm. and for people to so staunchly pick a damn side when we just need to kind of find that middle ground i mean it just it boggles my mind, I guess. I, I've never been that way, you know. Um, I, I've I've just always been of the, the mindset that people are people. I see people for, for energy and soul because I can see the auras and all that kind of stuff. So for me, human beings are human beings. I don't care what church you go to. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what you put on your ballot, you know, in November. I, none of this matters to me because that's not truly the essence of who you are but so many people are taking these very superficial layers of themselves putting that jersey on and they just won't take it off it'll rot upon their skin before they take it off i'm a this i'm a that i belong to this group i belong to that group and they won't just step into their own humanity yeah peace talks are so boring too 
Like, there's no ratings in Peace Talks. I guess not. I mean, that people people do like the drama, and I run from it uh, as fast as possible. All right. Brent, how about you? How do you keep your positive outlook? Do you do a lot of Flight Simulator? I definitely do. <laughs> Love Flight Simulator. That is that is my decompression, definitely. Um, you know, that actually, uh, that actually leads into uh, what I've been doing uh, prof- professionally for the— uh, for the last 15 months and i don't know that we've talked a lot about it on the air or at all um i I was uh, reassigned as a state worker to do something called contact tracing and i've been doing that for 15 months and um this this entails uh this entails basically for for the contact tracer it's uh, you know you've been you basically call them and say you know you've you know we have reason to believe you've been exposed to to covid19 and we're here to here to help and find out what you need and develop a plan with you for isolation or quarantine, whatever it's going to have to be. And then if you get into case investigation, which I'm also doing, um, I've actually trained as a case investigator, a contact, a contact tracer, a school specialist, and an outbreak management specialist now. So I've t- 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 taken a lot of college-level courses. You're all snazzy. Uh, I'm all <laughs> Got so many patches. Uh, yeah, but the, re- <laughs> the reason I bring it up is uh, going into it um, – you know, I, I don't think that I don't think it's unreasonable or un- unfair to say even on the air that I was essentially voluntold. Um, <laughs> it wasn't my idea. Let's put it that way. Anyways, well, like most things in state service. Yeah, you know, and, and I didn't want to do it because I thought it was going to be a negative experience. Uh, you know, I, I was like, this is going to suck. Sure. I mean, from from from, <laughs> yeah, you know. from a person that, like like you who 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 um, revels in the dystopian type of ideas, like how like how do you not feel conflicted about something like that? Well, and I, feel... and I did. I was like, you know, there's going to be the people that think it's the government calling and controlling yeah. their lives right. and getting in from trying to get information from them. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to want to talk to me. I'm I'm going to be unpopular. And I grew oh. I've, I grew up my whole life being unpopular. That's all right. But... <laughs> you didn't want to spend your whole day getting but yeah, yelled at, cussed at. Yeah, sure. But it's not what happened. It's not what happened. It's not what happened at all. And that's that's why that's why everybody, people wanted to talk to us. Uh, you know, they they needed the help. Oh. A lot of times, a lot of times, I found out that a call from a contact tracer or a call from uh, a call from a case investigator was an answered prayer. Um, oh. and, and I'm actually I'm actually getting a. Uh, putting together a uh, PowerPoint presentation to kind of present to my office when I do go back to show, and, you know, to show what this job entails and the way that it's changed me. I've sat there and cried with people because they lost their loved ones. Um, I've gotten I've gotten groceries and and essentials to families that were looking through the garbage cans for something for dinner. Uh, I've gotten people into hotels that would have otherwise died on the street. You know, it's an important job, and it's given me hope. You know that these people do want to talk to us. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and that that we have the darn common sense as a society. And I'll tell you, it it wasn't perfect in the beginning. I, let me tell you, there was <laughs> in the beginning, it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a shit show. I yeah. probably shouldn't <laughs> say that, uh, but you know, it's because. COVID-19, you know, caught us off guard. And I have just seen nothing but my renewed hope in humanity because of this. We had the sense to come together and help each other out. And yeah, there is a triage way that that happens because we don't have unlimited resources. But, you know, it wasn't... It wasn't the government telling telling people what to do. It wasn't people saying that, that you know George Orwell was right. <laughs> you know, it, you know the, all the all the things that I was afraid this was going to be. It uh, instead I was thrust into this position of helping people on the worst day of their lives. You know, twenty times a day, and and it's re- you know it really it 
it renewed my faith in humanity. It really did, Brandon. And and that's uh, that's where I get hope. Like uh, you know, I, we talk about some of these negative possibilities, but I think we've got this. Whatever it is, whether it's an aliens or it's a, 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 a collapsing climate or whether it's a flood or whether it's another pestilence and disease another pandemic if we work together we've got this folks and that and i have come out of covid19 with a renewed sense in humanity's ability to do just that band together and deal with the problem and we eventually did it it took you know we, yeah, it we took, sp- a, it took a minute <laughs> we spun we spun our wheels at first um because we weren't ready yeah. <laughs> you know but but then it's uh and that's what that's what I pull out of. It's like, like, wow, we really, you know, if we do this together, you know, what, what's the thing from Planet of the Apes? I'm a big Planet of the Apes fan. You know, you yeah, know, you are. It, we, you know, one 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 ape weak, uh, many apes together strong. You know, you know, yeah, yeah. And that's the same thing with humanity. You know, it's uh, that's we, you know, we absolutely can do this. All we got to do is work together and stop working against each other. Mm-hmm. And I've seen our, I have seen firsthand our ability to do that. I, I've really am, am appreciated yeah. watching Brent do this because obviously he can't tell me all the details of all of his cases, you know, the, yeah. the, the the rules and everything. But to watch him feel that sense of relief and happiness, he's like, oh, that family's going to be okay. That yeah. you know, the, them and their, and their kids, they're they're not going to be hungry tonight. And to see that sense of yeah. peace on his face, and, and to watch him go through this process over the last 15 months, I mean, it's it's been very humbling and and very beautiful. To, and that that part of that has given me some hope too, because it's it's given Brent that perspective, and it's also you know given him this this sense of drive and purpose to you know just be the the loving helping healing guy he i always knew he was <laughs> you know but now he gets to share that with with all of these these families and and it's really been a beautiful thing to to see and i went into this with the wrong attitude i went into it like i don't want to do this this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is going to suck right. you didn't know I, I, you were told uh, to do it yeah, yeah i wasn't do what they're told to do yeah. <laughs> I, I was like this is just gonna suck so bad and everybody's gonna hate me you know so i went into it with a really bad attitude and, and i and i i copped to that but i i came out i came out of it with like i said a renewed a renewed, renewed hope in humanity and it's just you know, having that the having the opportunity to help people that were on rock at rock bottom yeah you know you just you don't know how that feels till you're there yeah and i think that for people that are listening who might be in that place maybe somebody who needs a a liver transplant or somebody who's feeling suicidal there's there's light and there's love around you and yeah. then you're not alone absolutely and i i honestly i was so moved by what both of you said there but brent i'm sorry i'm gonna have to steal you from your wife will you marry me <laughs> <laughs> That was beautiful. Well, you know, and ca- ca- is, there, is, is instead of sister wives, brother, 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 brother wives. I love it. Uh, um, but you know, counties have a lot of resources. That's the other thing I, yeah. I learned is counties and cities have a lot of resources. All you got to do is reach out and ask. Nearly every city, and I didn't know this. Nearly every city has two one one. Uh, call two one one if you if you, if you're hungry. Call two one one. They you know they they've got they've got shelters. They've got food. They've got transportation services. If you need a ride to the doctor, they've got you. Just reach out and ask for help, man. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. This the, I honestly that, that, that's this is this is what's made me so like excited to yeah. just watch all of this. Yeah. You know, it's like we we help so many people with spirit, and we've changed a lot of lives there too. Sure. You know, there have been. There have been moms that have wanted to just check out because oh, yeah. of the attacks and all these horrible things. Absolutely. 
and you know and to see him transfer and sort of change that and put it into his day job yeah that that loving compassion that i've seen him have on our paranormal cases for these scared families it's just i don't know it's it is a big part of what i've i've fallen in love with over Aww. over our relationship is just that you know yeah he's a he's a big old teddy bear six foot five guy you know all that <laughs> But that love and that compassion, mm-hmm. you know, and it keeps me grounded and it keeps me connected because there are times, when, you know, like I said, I, I get a little, I, I kind of recluse a little and I become a little Sheldon Cooper-esque and, you know, and I just, <laughs> and I just. become human and you you, and, you feel those feelings. And I, and oh, I, yeah. and I just want to unplug and like yeah. not deal with it. I want to be Spock for a minute, you know, <laughs> and, and, and so, so the stuff happens to me. And so it just, this connection with brent has just helped you know it just it's helped me oh, be a better aw. me honestly oh you're so sweet that's true it, it really has and you know and and watching the positive side of things during this the last 15 months um and just with all the stuff going on in the world it's you know i, I, I know there's hope there's I, a lot of positivity yeah there. there's yeah. absolutely a lot of positivity there absolutely is something worth fighting for I, th- I think maybe that's what it is yes there's this crap ball going on here and there and everywhere yeah, it's gonna suck for a bit and, but there's so much worth yes fighting for and every family brent has helped every family we've helped as spirit sure. all the all the people in the families you guys have helped as rad radio i mean there there are people that are kind and warm and compassionate and loving and it is worth the effort. I think that, that that's what the message could be embedded in that light that we shine out of our asses. Yes. <laughs> there's something worth fighting for. We're, we're worth saving. We are. Uh, you. Everybody. Yeah. Whoever you are. Yeah, we are exactly. worth We are worth saving. We are worth fighting for. You know, Every one of you fuckers out there is worth fighting for. <laughs> yeah, fuckers. Say fuckers. <laughs> you know, a part of- I just of like the... being able to swear on the podcast. It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Oh, it feels good. Part of the training as the contact tracer is suicide prevention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've uh, talked 19 people down from killing themselves. Oh, my God, Brent. And and so you know it, it's a uh, it's part of the job. You know I do it because I do it because this is how I get my paycheck. And I didn't. You, I, you, I, you I might did, need a little PTS. And I did. I didn't. And I didn't debrief. pick. I didn't pick this. It picked me. But you know I I was uh, I think of some of the dark times in my life, especially when I was younger, and it was like you know you know the universe wanted you here because it needed your help. Yep. And and that sounds. That sounds sort of egotistical, and it is. It isn't that. the 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 point is not that at all. The point is, we, we all need to stick around, and we all need to realize that we have a place in the universe, and the universe has a plan for us, and and your number going to be called. Yeah, I don't think that that's egotistical or conceited. I think that's confident. That's a that's yeah. a confident stance in your place in the in this world. And, yeah. and I I can't be happier to be surrounded by such sweet souls Aww. and i think that by Aww. by my choice to live in the light and ha- raise my vibration i've just amplified the light around me Aww. and yeah absolutely and with with both you melissa and brent but i've created this whole circle of people yes. who are just rising up from from these ashes that i've been rising up yeah. from sure. and absolutely. it's it's been a beautiful thing and i'm so grateful that we have been able to have this conversation today so that we can highlight the light just a little bit while recognizing that the darkness will always be there. Yeah, it's it's about finding that balance, you know, and and you know, even all the stuff that obviously Brent has had to, you know, talk to some people with some serious situations and some really stressful things going on, 
you know, it's, but at the end of the day, there's still light involved in it. You know, mm-hmm. there's darkness. It's that dichotomy and finding that beautiful balance and finding that, finding that harmony. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I just, I love the fact that there is hope and there is potential f- to find that balance. Are we all on perfect footing right now? <laughs> you know, no. Nobody's, nobody's going to be on perfect footing, really. Never yeah, will be. On. Yeah, so it's it's about <laughs> making the best of what you have, you know, when when you have it. And, and I, I, I'm just very, very grateful for everything that we're able to do, you know, with... Uh, with the community, with our with our night jobs, our day jobs, all of you know, all of our stuff. And um, by the way, everyone out there in the community, we are booking around June ish of 2022. Oh, good lord! Mm-hmm. I didn't want to think about it. Um, so you know, so please, so uh, just that a beautiful, yeah, a beautiful reminder of please have patience with me with the email correspondence. It can take me time. Obviously, I'm juggling. Current caseload, day job, planning a wedding, you know, there, there's a lot going going on. We're um, busy people. Yeah, <laughs> but but we're trying to accommodate and bring as much light and love to as many people as we can. Because it, it does matter to us. It really does matter to us. And when we can't immediately get to a, a, a household, we do have those options and resources and places we can refer people and all kinds of good stuff. So we're, we're never going to leave somebody without some kind of answer you know can i answer two seconds after somebody sends an email well no mm-hmm. um that's that's not happening right now right. you guys aren't ghostbusters you know like i'm not sliding down a a, a fire pole as you know? fun it's, as that sounds yeah don't cross the streams <laughs> there's a joke i just in had there. a you know there's a joke in there that's part of the, the brother husband thing I yeah think. well hello <laughs> hello <laughs> Well, this has just been wonderful. I, I don't. I, I think this is just going to be the highest note. I don't think there's any top in this. So, Melissa nice. Brent from Sac Spirit Paranormal Investigators, BFFs, uh, yeah. uh, uh, light light shiners out of the ass extraordinaires. Yes. I want to have a birthday shout out. I turned into Dawn for men. <laughs> oh. Brent's birthday oh. is on Saturday the 12th. And so happy birthday. You're wonderful. Oh, thank you, dear. Appreciate it. I'm 52 years old. You're going to be 52. Oh, my God. Did I even make it that old? So I'm going to have to write into the show, I guess, on Friday. So what are you guys going to do? you going to do anything fun for your birthday? Pizza. Pizza? <laughs> What's your favorite pizza? Pizza movies. Uh, we've said it before on the, on the air. I think we do love our Chicago Fire. It's a little free advertising there, but we do. But man, they make a heck of a pie. I got to mm. tell you, mm-hmm. they really do. So, do you order the the uh, the pizza casserole? Is that what that is? <laughs> the pizza pie. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he has done the deep dish, and he has also done the the regular. So, but... oh, the deep dish stockyard is amazing. Unless you're not a meat eater, then it's kind of hell. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a gluten free crust there, which yeah, I, oh, they, which I love. and you love yeah, their gluten free product. Yeah. yeah. So just just as an early birthday present. Oh, happy happy birthday! Now eat your. Cake. Happy, happy, happy birthday, birthday or we'll punch you in the face. Yay. Oh, yay. <laughs> Melissa and Brent, thank you so much. Namaste, bitches. Thank you. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast.